0: Hello and welcome to worship today at Trinity United Methodist Church. My name is Wade Giffen, one of the pastors here at Trinity, and it's a thrill to welcome you in today. It's our hope and our prayer that in this next hour, you will experience the presence of Christ and that you will grow in your faith.
1: Well, it is my honor and joy to introduce to you Willie Berman, who is a friend from far away. Uh, from Mexico, uh, Willie Berman from Manos Juntos. Um, as many of you know, we traveled down there in January on a regular basis, and we are glad to have him with us today. Um, he has been in the States for not quite a week, but he spent a couple days in Indiana at a, talking with other church groups about missions and eating lots of camp food, right? Yep. Yeah, you love those powdered eggs. Yep. Um, and now he is here in Columbus for a couple days with us. Um, and we want you to have a chance to get to know him and his ministry. Um, I can tell you from the moment I met him last September, he has just put me at such ease. And when he picked us up at the airport, and I think Molly can attest to this too, he said, You don't have to worry about anything. And so, Willie, we hope you don't have to worry about anything either. We're so glad. You are here. Willie tells me, he told me last night, you are the most humble, the best, humble missionary there is, right? You're the best, yes, and he is. Um, But a great man, great um, love for his family, great love for his community, um, and great love for God. And so we thank you for being here. Um, You and I have had a chance to get to know each other a little bit. Um, and I know some of our team members have gotten to know you some, but I want to give the rest of the group a chance to get to know you. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you were called to this mission?
2: Thank you. For the next 90 minutes, <laughs> yeah, we're on Mexican time. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate that. And I haven't
0: worried about anything but for
2: you to invite me to a Mexican restaurant.
0: No. No, thank you. I, I, Willie, when we were talking about feeding you, I said no Mexican restaurant. Appreciate and that. wouldn't yeah. you know
1: there's a Mexican restaurant right across the street from his hotel?
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, and, and, it's um, pretty good.
2: I've been there. Well, I appreciate the Mexican music you had here t- today, <laughs> it was wonderful. Uh, appreciate the singing and uh, the connection, the connection with the Methodist Church. I serve the Methodist Church of Mexico. I'm a missionary with Global Ministries, and I'm serving in my home country. Uh, so technically, the, the way it is in the Methodist uh, system, you are, uh, you are getting rid of me <laughs> by sending me to Mexico. So, so thank you for the support. Uh, your, your church has been there in Mexico. Um, how many of you have been in Mexico before? Well, I haven't seen some of you, but anyway, um, the the relationship it, it, it's uh, it started by empowering us and having uh, the Methodist Church of Mexico to enjoy the Mexican uh, the, the mission teams. I'm sorry, the mission teams going there, and that was part of the motivation of me serving the Church of Mexico by partnering with the mission teams. So I'm a third generation Methodist. In Mexico my grandma and then my father and we got involved with the mission teams at an early age but in my mind was always like why are they doing what we are supposed to be doing in a a church so the mission teams were not just a blessing but a challenge Mm. and they were part of my calling of being in mission Um, I was um, I'm, I'm an engineer by trade And uh, uh, in Mexico, I was working on a company that had their base here in Kokomo, Indiana. Mm. So I came to Kokomo a few times and I got to know the snow and and the cold weather. (laughs) And I say, no, thank you. Mexico is better (laughs) for me. So my family, I have my my beautiful wife and two grown up children that I want to get rid of them as soon as possible. They can feel the love also, and um, it, we are serving God in our home country in, 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 in this beautiful partnership that we will talk about uh, more about the U.S. churches and the Mexican churches.
1: And he, he does have a beautiful family. Um, Veronica, his wife, um, is the one that organizes all the meals for our team and mm. takes such good care of us. And both of his children, Uh, served as interpreters to our team, so it was wonderful to get to know them as well. Um, I know when we've been down there, you've shown us all around um, Rio Bravo and the surrounding areas, and you've shared a lot of your hopes and dreams for the churches and for the community down there. Can you talk a little bit about what those hopes and dreams are?
2: Yes, let me give you a scenario of that week. We go to the U.S. and we bring the team across into Mexico uh, in our Pentecostal 15-passenger vans. <laughs> and we call them Pentecostals because in the uh, in Mexico, the Pentecostal church, they raise their hands, they touch, you know, they lay hands. And that's what we do with our 15-passenger vans. We lay hands on them so we can push them <laughs> and get get going. So in that kind of setting, where the air conditioning sometimes works, we took you around and we show you some of our projects that are over there already working, or in the process, or our future projects. So we have a school that we're running for elementary and kindergarten in a remote area of the city. We have a clinic, we have a children's home, and we're working to open a daycare uh, in a couple of weeks. Yeah. And um, and then we have uh, another, other ministries that are serving as community centers. So it's very important for us to work in the community. And a lot of those things, they need to happen, of course, outside of the walls of the church. So we're showing our communities the work of the church in different ways. Uh, so serving them like in our daycare uh, is we're setting up a model, uh, business model because one of our dreams is to be self supportive in, in, in our ministries. We don't want to depend on money from the US or donations. We want to be able to generate our own income so we can keep going even if mission teams stop going into Mexico. So in that model, let me give you a quick example. Um, uh, the daycare, we're gonna serve about fifty children. But at five o'clock, when we get rid of them, I, I'm using that word a lot. But when we, when we, let me put it another way, when we kick them out of the daycare, okay. Um, then the moms will come and get them. We hope. <laughs> And then we will do ministry with the moms. Yeah. We will be with them, and we will have a snack with them, and we will have a conversation and, and teach them something and, and empower. We need to empower our women uh, so they can do better. Uh, so that's part of the ministry that we are doing.
1: Yeah. And you're really pushing Mexican churches to get involved and do more, right?
2: We, I, I'm one of those that the church in Mexico doesn't like because I'm always asking what are you doing on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, not just on Sundays. Mm -hmm. So Mexican pastors, eh, they don't like me that much. (laughs) I don't like them that much either, but that's a beautiful relationship. I mean, I push them, they push me. And so we are working. So the Church of Mexico be active. And in this partnership, by you helping us to provide tools to to do that, that's what needs to happen.
0: Yeah, um, one of the things that that has struck me in our conversations, Willie, is that that piece around talking about um, how you are working to empower folks locally, and and so that there's a seamless kind of experience for folks, whether there's a mission team that happens to be there that particular week or not. Uh, one of the things that that is is prevalent, I think, in U.S. churches is when we think about mission, we often use the word to. We're going to be in mission to Mexico, and what I have advocated for for years and continue to push is the word with. There's a difference between to and with. Um, I don't want us to ever be in a place where we think that we're going to go do things to, um, and, and I would rather us be in uh, going in mission with the people um, in the area. It's not just, it, we don't have just something ourselves to offer. It is a two-way street, and we get usually so much more when we think about being a mission with. So I'm excited about, as we continue to grow our partnership, finding ways in which we can be in ministry with, and we can do that um, together. So as we think about that, and as we think about moving into the future of our precious partnership, what are some of the things that um, you would say to us that that would help us be good partners? What can we do to partner with you? Thank you. It is very important because we have noticed both
2: scenarios where American mission teams go and they don't care about our dreams, Mm -hmm. about our hopes. They just want to do their mission in those four or five days and then come back. And then we don't hear from them until a few days before they come back again. So one of the sayings that I was uh, always telling mission teams was, um, to the construction teams, was, don't take your hammer back with you. Mm-hmm. So it was like, leave those here so our people can do some of the work. And I also was uh, had another saying to the mission teams was, um, It was kind of a
1: lie.
2: Confession's good for the soul, brother. Yeah, okay. So forgive me. Uh, By the way, that clock is going too fast. You you need a Mexican clock. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely not a Mexican clock. I get caught by it all the time. So I used to tell them, don't worry. The next team that is coming will fix it. Mm. You know, they Mm. never do a good job. So that's it. And then we were lying because the next team didn't fix it either. Yeah. So now we have a good saying that, don't worry, our crew will fix it. <laughs> anyway, but empowerment, you know, yeah. to provide us with tools. And I'll give you another example. We uh, we receive uh, an oven because we want to make pizzas as part of our ministry. And then we can generate income, but also we're going to use the pizzas as an excuse to go to a public school mm. or a Christian school, whatever they let us, and then we can have a conversation with the kids. You know, we love pizzas, yeah. not not just tortillas. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> not just tortillas. Nope. Yeah. yeah. Um, one of the things that you know, I've I've been um, in that in that region several times. Um, since my children were young, we've been we've been going, and uh, one of the things that that always strikes me is how I bump into God's presence in the busyness of the work, bump into God and have those God sighting moments. What are what are some of the ways that you can help our family? know or um, that you can share that you, can, you see God at work in, in, your, in your community?
2: That, that's a hard
0: deal. That's a hard part.
2: We, we see God when we have mission teams coming to our area, and you guys are humble. You guys are serving our communities, touching our people, and that's a powerful experience uh, uh, learning for us. It's a benefit for you because you grow. Mm-hmm. You 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 help your children when you take your children to another country. You're educating them. You're you're telling them, look, there's other communities. There's other differences, and to to be touching the people and praying for the people mm-hmm. together. You know that's always something that uh, brings good things for the soul, for the American people, for the Mexican people. And and when we see you caring uh, for us, it helps you, but it helps us. And to learn that there are so many needs and so many ways that you can help. Just playing soccer with some of our kids, yeah. it helps our kids to see beyond their community. And, and to, to understand that we are, the same people everywhere. I think that's a very important lesson that we receive. that we don't see you as the gringos. Mm-hmm. Right, say that. But well, you know the word, the meaning of the word gringo? Yeah. It started by a pro- protest in Mexico in the civil war where you sent some troops down there and then we were saying green coats go, mm-hmm. green coats go. <laughs> and then we're Mexican so we kind of shortened our mouth <laughs> So green, go, green, go. And now our ministry is green, come, green, come. I'm sorry, I cannot help myself, I'm sorry. Yeah. But, but it's, it's, it's a journey in our faiths. So when we see miracles happening by having med- medical mission teams going where our people don't have access to medical or access to medicines, you know, and then you still partner with us because instead of bringing medicines from the U.S. into Mexico, you help us and we buy the medicines in Mexico mm-hmm. so the, people's,
0: the people can buy more medicine later if they need to or get it from us also. It's been my experience that serving in mission, um, a lot of times you're more likely to bump into God than in other kinds of um, kinds of environments through our our busy kinds of days and you know I'm I'm looking at a couple of you who were just there um, in January and um, all of you have said to me in one way or another that your life was so impacted by that experience that it was a life-changing experience Um, Debbie and I um, Brittany there you are (laughs) Debbie and I were um, uh, when our boys were young we we made sure they had that experience and I want to just say this as an example of what I think being Engaged in serving in mission can do. Um, they're about ten years old when we started when they would start going, and um, and and yes, soccer is a universal language because they, uh, you know, a soccer ball you don't need to speak English or Spanish. You just need to play to play. Um, but they both served well, and um, both of my sons as adult men now are deeply empathetic human beings. Um, they um, both of them. Uh, look for folks who are neglected. Look for folks who are um, pushed to the margins. And and I think part of that was just in their wiring, but I also believe that a part of that was it reinforced in their annual journeys um, to Mexico to serve in that in that mission. And I think it I think it changed who they are as human beings. I know that um, being in Mexico, the what 16, 17 times that we've been down there, um, has changed my life in ways that I can't even begin to articulate. So thank you, and, and just as an encouragement to all folks to figure out how to serve.
2: And, and also, you know, the humbleness that you show or that we push you into it. Like, I know where some of you work mm-hmm. here in the States. I know uh, what kind of cars you drive. And then when we push you into <laughs> our settings, like, okay, this is where you're gonna work. No, we don't have what you have. Just do the work here with the construction people, with the medical teams. It's a humbleness that you learn and that you experience. So that's part of the journey of faith. And uh, I wanna just share a little bit of my Bible. I don't think you know this story very well. It's about David and Goliath. No, I haven't heard that one. Yeah, um, I know, I know. God sent me to. uh, Thank you. The story of David and Goliath is that I like is not about David and Goliath itself. It's about or themselves. It's about the people, the army of God. You remember the story, and for 40 days, the army, the people were hearing the challenge of the uh, giant saying, you know, come and, war, and, and have yeah. a battle. And for 40 days, with a lunch break in the middle, they hear that every, every morning and afternoon. And the people of God, the army of God, never went into the battle until something later show up. You know, something changed that. And I want to just tell you that every one of us has these 40 days yeah. in our journeys. And what it really means is when you are ready, you need to go into the battle. Either outside of these walls, in this community, or in your state, or somewhere else, and if God can help you with that, go to another country. So, so missions is very important in our journeys, and and uh, living that way, you hear you have to hear the, the calling of serving others, because we are the people of God. We yeah. are the ones that He is going to use to be His hands and feet.
0: Yeah. Thanks.
1: Well, you talk about the army of God, and you talk about where do you see God in the mission, I am sitting in this room thinking about one of our experiences on the medical team. Uh, We had a young boy, um, probably 10 or younger, who came in incredibly dehydrated. Um, He started off fine, but through the day, he just, he deteriorated, um, and the mission team Molly and Andrew and Brittany and others, and the, the the other, the folks that you brought to the medical team as well, surrounded this little boy. Um, and I was just struck by the way people were working together to meet these needs, um, but more than anything that struck me that day was the faith that the mom had as she sat there with the little boy who was scared and crying. Um, the faith that she had in this team and in God, um, that God was gonna be at work in that moment. Yeah. And I know it was a really powerful moment for me um, on that trip and then to hear that he was recovering, uh, it was just an amazing moment for me. I will also say the other thing that, that makes me know that God's at work is to see the way different teams um, and and folks on the ground come together to work on a project together. So no one person accomplishes everything on their own. It is very much a team effort. Um, And I want to show an example of that just today, Um, and this is exciting because I don't know that even our our folks that went have seen some of these. But let's show the first slide. Um, As many of you know, our construction team was working on a childcare center and so this was them and the, the center at work um, in January. And let's move to the next slide. Um, you can see one of our team members laying cement blocks here. Um, and then on the next slide, you'll see Paul, who is here, um, <laughs> and Bob and Bob Field and Jason Willie hauling cement to the roof. Yeah, those um, those guys work, uh, uh, made this.
0: sure that I knew, right, Paul, how, how much 50... 50- Five gallons of concrete ways going up a, <laughs> going up a ladder. Yeah. So
1: these these folks came and did their part, and other teams mm-hmm. did it, and your construction folks worked on it too. And I want to show you where that childcare center stands today. Uh, let's go to the next slide. Mm. This is what it looks like now. And you said this is going to open in a couple of weeks. And so let's go. We can show some close-ups. A beautiful place for kids. Um, And we can show the next one too. And the next one. (laughs) But it's almost ready for those kids and those families. And we're so excited for this. Um, And it's just a a beautiful reminder of what the body of Christ is all about. Well, our
2: ministry is called Hands Together. Yeah. Manos juntas. And a lot of our projects cannot happen without that partnership. And one of the things that we are doing now with these business models that we're setting up, is also to provide money for our own Mexican mission teams. Yeah, That we can have our people to do work in our community, not with your money, but with the money that have planted. And now it's gonna make some money for us to go out in the community and to stop our people to say, we don't have the money. We don't have our uh, Pentecostal 15 passenger van. <laughs> we don't have gas money. Manos Juntas will be providing that and our Mexican people will be doing some of the mission work that needs to be happening. So this partnership and this support that you provide to us is, is empowering us. I have a little um, uh, kind of, Comparison thing like when you have a college kid, I have heard that for four years you support them in college, yeah, and after that you kick them out of the house. You tell them go away, or something like that, <laughs> and they need to become self support Yeah, they need to be productive. They need to be good people in society, and that's what we want. You know, we want we don't want to depend on you going and seeing our people every time, but we need to be partners. And one of the things I'm working is to send one Mexican person with mission teams to Guatemala, you know, so we can
0: also yeah. be, be thinking out of the box. Yeah, yeah. and that, that, that just reinforces that being in mission with one of the things that I have always loved about the United Methodist Church is that we call ourselves a connectional church which means that we are connected to one another. And so when, when our team goes and serves, this whole congregation, all of you are there because we're there. And that, and that Trinity Church in Columbus, Ohio, and, and your church and churches in Guatemala and, and, and a variety of places work together to be that body of Christ. And, and uh, uh, ladies, if you want to get rid of
2: your husbands for a week, <laughs> just send them on a mission <laughs> trip to us. They'll come back and say, well, I love you, honey. <laughs> okay. I think <laughs> you're going to have a lot. the other way, too, right? <laughs> yeah. Husbands can send their wives yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep.
1: Well, while we're talking about um, traveling down there and the trip, you may have seen in our Friday email that our next trip will be January 24th through the 28th. Um, can you tell us a little bit about maybe what we might be working on or what kind of skills and abilities um, we might need?
2: Yes. uh, We don't know. (laughs) It it depends on what the projects are and where the the previous team left the work to be done there. And and it might be just go visiting the community around, you know, and and checking on people. It can be painting. It can be doing more concrete. Now that I know you're going back, there's going to be more concrete (laughs) waiting for you. Uh, so it's, it depends on the project and your skills. Yeah. You know, if you bring a bunch of teenagers, we'll play soccer mm-hmm. with our teenagers. You know, and, and uh, so we adapt to your gifts and your skills when you're going there. So anybody can participate, uh, kids or older people. The older people will go with me around just checking everything else.
0: Yeah, I think that's really important because sometimes when we talk about it, uh, we're going um, to be engaged in mission in January. We're gonna have a, we're gonna help in a clinic and do some construction projects. I think sometimes they think, oh, I have to be a medical professional or um, I, I have to have some construction skills. And the good news is, we always have enough people who have those skills that there are other things that um, many hands, right? Any, anybody who can go be the hands and feet of Christ, uh, there, is a, there is something that you can do to engage in that regardless. And don't forget, we, you will have authentic Mexican food. Real Mexican food. Yeah, I used to love um, running to the tortilleria every day. And, and I would always have my little bag and take it with me um, back home.
1: Well, Willie, I wanna give you a chance um, to address the elephant in the room here. The question that often comes up when people think about traveling to Mexico, is it safe?
0: Mm.
1: I wanna let you you answer that.
2: Well, and, and, and also you, your people can answer that. Uh, we were there, there is the cartel activity always in a lot of places in Mexico. Uh, we pick you up on the US side, we bring you across They good people in Mexico and bad people in Mexico, they know us. Mm. They know who we are. They know what we do. There hasn't been any incident. We don't let you go to a Mexican bar. We don't let you go outside of our walls after dark. We are together uh, as a family and as a group, and we take care of you guys. Our, Our missions have been there for many years, and so people knows us, they, they know what we do, uh, they respect what we do. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And I know you and I talked about it was, it was scary for you coming to the United States by yourself um, when you said you had to drive through Indianapolis all by yourself.
2: Well, the, well back then there were no GPS so I didn't take the <laughs> highway. So I went through downtown Minneapolis at nine o'clock at night and I was scared. Yeah, I was saying, Lord, where is heaven here? <laughs> uh, yup, it, it's, it's common sense when you're traveling. So when you hear on the internet about your uh, uh, news about the traveling in Mexico insecure, just, you
0: know, it's not like that. It's,
2: it's more like who you are with yeah. and where
0: you are. Yeah, I've always found that there's a deep respect among all of the folks there for this particular mission and for this team and for this organization because they understand that no matter who they are um that 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 there is that there is care and uh and, and that makes a big difference yeah mm-hmm. thanks
1: well as we're drawing close to the end of time here i want to i want to make sure we don't neglect one of the things that's very near and dear to your heart and that's the children's home down there I know that many of our kids here were given packets when they came in to to color cards for the kids down there. And can you tell a little bit about the House of Hope? And
2: House of Hope was a, a partnership between the Ohio uh, Methodist Churches and our Church of Mexico. Uh, the government provided the piece of property in Mexico, but they don't provide any more support. So we have 20 kids now that, have been there, a few of them, for four years or five years since we opened. And then we are the only children's home in that area, a city of 170,000 and another village of 30,000 people. We are the only children's home for them. The government of Rio Bravo just announced a a couple of weeks ago that they are going to open another children's home. Mm. So that's great but we have been there with the Methodist support for five years now, yeah. and we did that uh, also with a school, a junior high school that we started mm. building. The government came later and start a school there. So that is the importance uh, of, of our relationship and to focus on our children. One of the things that we do is, as our, our ministry is called uh, Hands Together, we are setting up a program program that is called Little Hands Together, Mm. where we can teach our children to do mission work. We don't want them to learn and just be uh, expecting for a handout, but for them to work in their own community, cleaning a park, painting a wall, doing something for their own community. So in our children's home, we don't want to raise them in a bubble that everything is provided for them, We wanna teach them to work. We wanna teach them that school is very important and then that's why we need your support to keep going. It takes uh, up to $5,000 a month to run this uh, uh, this kindergarten, I mean, this children's home. And some churches in Ohio have been selecting one month to support us. And I
1: wanna say, Our mission team thought that would be a great way to invest in your work and make a difference. Uh, So if you're interested in making a donation towards the children's home today, we're gonna have somebody um, down at the reception after worship and you can can make a donation either through credit card or check or whatever way is best. Um, But that is a great way to, to help you keep the children's home going, to give you some stability and I know one of the biggest challenges you have um, is the same as here. It's hard to retain staff, and that will help you do that. Yeah. Um, and so keep some consistency for those kids.
2: And, and also we promote that don't give us cash. Everything should go through your church, and that is to protect me mm-hmm. from spending the money on ice cream for yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but do it through the right channels. And we have audits from the Methodist Church of Mexico. We have audits from churches in the U.S. that we can, so we need to be transparent on the usage of your donations.
1: Well, as we draw to a close, we know that mission doesn't go just one way, um, and relationships and partnerships don't just go one way. And so as our children and families prepared to go back to school. Um, Very, very soon, I've asked Willie if he would help offer us a blessing over our children and the families and all the staff going back to school. Um, And so we have some backpack tags for each of the kids, and we want to offer a blessing over all the backpacks that have been collected for Columbus City School as well. Um, And as those kids come in, do you want to talk about the, the story um, the story
2: of the piñata. Yeah, uh, can somebody help They'll me get again? Here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got it. Okay. Um, when you know about the piñatas, it's a Mexican tradition, we think, but you can Google this one. Yeah. The, the story of the piñata is, is that the piñata represents a, a religious symbol, it is a religious uh, story. The piñata represents evil. That's why you hit it until you break it. And when you break evil, sweet things or blessings come out of it. So when you blindfold the people, the person that is going to hit, it represents faith. You don't look at the environment around you. You look at God. And then the people around you that is cheering, cheering for the the. You know, don't up or down or left or, or so you can hit it. That represents the community of faith. So the blessing of the piñata is that we create the empowerment for people to break evil. Now, education is very important. The stick that you use to break the piñata, it represents the truth. But it also represents, in this case, education. So when you are breaking the piñata, when you're breaking evil, you need to have the right tools to do that. And so by blessing the, uh, the, all the instruments, all the tools that you need to break ignorance, mm-hmm. you know, education is the good way to break evil. So would you join me in prayer so, so we can- Come on up here, you guys.
0: Hola. We need to stay in the lights so that the cameras can get us. There go. OK.
2: So this is a witnessing of Christ out there. So let's pray. Jesus, our friend, we give you many thanks for the empowerment, for the tools that you provide, for the education for our children, Education can bring light and education can bring hope and it can bring a lot of tools for success getting to know you is a part of education that we all need so please bless our children in these communities around us bless our children in other countries give them the power Give them the tools, so they can break even, so they can see the, the world, so they can see what is out there. Providing the tools, help the church to provide the tools for them. Thank you for this community that is gonna be giving backpacks to a lot of other children.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Bless the income of the families, bless the work of the parents and bless these backpacks and this symbol that will be a a witness for the other kids. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: And you'll be able to collect these backpack tags um, right outside the door after worship. Uh, We invite any of the kids to pick one up and if you're an adult, anyone who's involved in education, we invite you to pick one up uh, and remember the importance of education in in spreading love throughout the world. Yeah, thanks. Thank God. you. Um, and before we let you get away, you talked about the Pentecostal van and how people <laughs> laid hands on that and pushed. We don't want to push you out, but if if you're open to it, we'd love to lay hands on you and pray for you um, and your ministry.
0: Let us and be a little Pentecostal happen? today, right? Yeah. <laughs> So if you're inclined, just jump up, and, and we're just going to lay hands on Willie. If you all can't get to Willie, which we probably can, um, just lay your hands on the person in front of you, and it'll get all the way up here, and uh, we'll, we'll bless his ministry. Pastor Kim.
1: Well, let's pray. Oh, Lord, we give you such, such thanks for your faithful and humble servant, Willie Berman. Mm. We thank you for the gift he is to his world. Lord, we also ask that your blessing be upon not just Willie, but all those who work um, through and through the community and all those who interact there. Lord, help them to know your presence and your love and your light through them. Continue to strengthen our partnership Um, and bless all of us as we continue to do your work in this world. Mm -hmm. This we pray in Jesus' name.
0: Amen. 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 I just want to thank you for being in worship today. It was a joy to have you along as we celebrated, as we worshiped and praised God. I look forward to seeing you next week. Have a great week. God bless you.